right. Why are you so creaky? Oh, this chair, it's horrible. Every time I like move my body, it stop. Creaks. I'll try. I'll try to stop. Because it doesn't sound good from my side. <laughs> I was gonna say as long as this doesn't sound like I'm over here ripping ass every couple seconds. <laughs> okay, well, I mean that's one way to put it. <laughs> Two best um friends. I will drive down there to beat you. We were very cool in high school. Who think they know football? I just went on a really long tangent there about Brett Favre. I have to pay more attention to their lives this year. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. Ourlands.com, Pro Fantasy Football, Pro Football Reference, ESPN. Because here, it's real football by real fans. We are diehard football fans that just want to talk football. The 2M Football Show starts now. And welcome in to another episode of the 2M Football Show. I can't wait until we get to the upsets part. I, there were um, a lot of upsets last week. That's not what that says. Oh, is that intentional? I wasn't. <laughs> Ups, oh, upsets. I heard you say up sweats, and I thought that was just you making a mistake, so I wasn't going to call you out, but now that I'm reading my notes again, <laughs> it's my mistake. <laughs> you know, I know I can't talk all the time very good, but once in a while, it all comes together. I do appreciate you reading off the notes verbatim, just to make it blatantly obvious that when I do make <laughs> errors like that. I'm going to contribute something, but yes, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Hello, Matt. Mike with you here, too. Um, first of all, as we had to do so many times last year, we have to start the show with an apology for skipping a week. <laughs> Although we made it much farther this year before that happened. Yeah, I'm actually impressed. We're on, you know, week eight. Right. I think it was only like three weeks in last week when we're like, oh, well, sorry, no episode this week. So at least we have... Uh, I don't know, getting some semblance of control back over our lives. Are we? Or at least that's uh, <laughs> the biggest blocker on my end is, uh, you know, sleep, lack thereof with the young children. And everyone's been sick the last few days. So that's what's thrown an extra wrench into it. <laughs> Do you know what a wrench is? I've heard stories about them. Actually, all I know about it is that it can be used in an expression that way. Okay. <laughs> Never that, seen that, 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 that checks out. Is it a real thing? <laughs> oh my God. Please continue. <laughs> All right. So today we are recapping week seven. Um, briefly, since this is going to come out, you know, Thursday morning of week eight, we'll talk headlines. We'll talk about some trades that have happened and speculate on some possible uh, upcoming ones. We will highlight some of the up sweats <laughs> from week seven. One of your best ones yet. Check in on our playoff sleepers. And um, then, like usual, we'll do our week eight preview. And the one advantage of doing this uh, slightly, you know, a day later in the week is we already have some news uh, on some of the week eight games in terms of, like, who's going to start at quarterback for several teams where that's in question week to week. Um, and then we'll dip into the fantasy corner where uh, me and Matt have both been enjoying a good good run of games in, in our fantasy league. I put up so many points this week. You did. Sorio was rage texting our uh, other group chat. Ah, <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> so with all that being said, let's just get right into the week seven recap. Um Trade season is officially on. I think there's actually only one more week or so until the trade deadline. So good chance. It's we right see. around the corner. So we yeah. should see a few more. Right. And we saw one very significant one uh, last week when the, the Carolina Panthers sent their superstar running back Christian McCaffrey to the San Francisco 49ers. Originally, they had said they would only move him for multiple first-round picks. Uh, what they ended up getting in return is the 49ers' second, third, and fourth-round draft picks next year, uh, plus a fifth-round pick the following year. This is the stupidest thing the 49ers could have done. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting. You talk about the running back position. 
they're running how replaceable back it is. relatively okay. The receiving core with Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel is fine. They got George Kittle at tight end. Where they have a massive problem is at the quarterback position. And you think giving them another offensive weapon is going to change this? Not to mention, they now have no draft picks next year, barring they get rid of somebody. Like, it just, the strategy just isn't playing out. Their problem is at quarterback, and they didn't solve that at all. Well, it's interesting. I was going to say that, that the running back position as a whole is the most replaceable one. Obviously, McCaffrey is, a, you know, elite, top of tier uh, at the position, but he has had injury issues the last couple of years. And um, obviously, he's a great player and does improve this offense. But uh, like you said, it's not like... I don't know. We we talk about teams being a quarterback away from being really good and contenders. No one's ever a running back away <laughs> from being a contender. I feel like if he had gone like to the Rams, that that dynamic changes that offense because you'd have Stafford at quarterback who's solid. The Rams don't feel like themselves. They're missing something. And that would be a jump start to the offense. Kind of like when Amari Cooper went to the Cowboys at this yeah. point at that one, like during the season where the Cowboys were struggling, they were bottom seven team. And then he completely flipped the script, but I don't foresee that being here happening here. I just, I just don't under, I I don't agree with this, what they did. (laughs) I hope to be really wrong, but this isn't what this team needed. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see how big of an impact he can make because um, obviously it's not fair to, judge him based on his first game where he had two days to try to learn the playbook and get acclimated. But the 49ers got absolutely demolished by the chiefs in, in that first game. And that's what I mean. It's like, uh, rarely can you put a game on squarely on the shoulders of your running back and have him win it for you in today's NFL. Um, of course, McCaffrey's as good a pass catcher as there is at the position too. So he can make an impact. We'll see. Um, my biggest takeaway is that hopefully the curse of the 49ers running backs doesn't come for him now. Cause oh, my part, God, he tears an ACL next week. Part of the reason they're in this situation of having to trade for him is um, their, so their starter for the season, Elijah Mitchell, who was really good for them last year, uh, got banged up early on, like week one or two. He's been out since then, and they've had a revolving door trying to fill it since then, and that's pretty much every year. Um, but the other thing is that almost any running back can have success in this Kyle Shanahan offense. So going out and trading for one and giving up this much, uh, like you said, it's a lot. It's a lot. So we'll see if it ends up being worth it. Not going to keep my hopes up, but another running back that got traded in the past few days is James Robinson of the This Jaguars. makes sense. It makes sense because they gave up a sixth round pick, right, <laughs> to acquire. Well, not just that, but James Robinson's a solid quarterback. Brees Hall was having a phenomenal year up until his he tore his ACL. Right. And the Jets have a good quarterback. They have a receiving, like they have components that are a complete team. This was just we trading a great quarter, a running back for a good running back. Like right. simply to replace what they needed, like, but they have they have somebody who can throw the ball effectively. That's been shown. The Jets have been, I think, the surprising team of the year. Oh, they've definitely been one of them sitting at, what, five and two after seven weeks? Up there and, with the uh, Giants, yeah. Yeah, so they um, acquired James Robinson from the Jaguars for just a sixth-round draft pick uh, that could become a fifth based on uh, whatever, some language in the contract that I'm not aware of exactly. It, it, it always has to do with playing time and how, how much the guy actually does for them. Right. And and yeah, you're right. That that trade came within like 48 hours of the Brees Hall news. So it makes perfect sense. You need a running back, go out and get one. The Jaguars weren't using Robinson that much anyway, given uh, Travis Etienne being healthy. Uh, so yeah, that one makes sense. And then uh, today, this came through. The Bears traded their defensive end, Robert Quinn, to the Eagles for a fourth round pick. I'm Quinn, a little bit surprised by that. They signed to a five-year, $70 million deal just a couple of years ago. And he had 18 sacks for them last year. And so, yeah, I was, I don't know, maybe my value is just way off. I feel like I would have wanted more back uh, from for that, uh, from the Bears' side. Well, especially after coming off a great victory this past week. 
True. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's become a cornerstone of that defense and you just gave away a critical component. Well, yeah, with um, with uh, what's that guy's name? Khalil Mack gone. There you go. Akeem Hicks gone. Like, this is the last really good player on that defensive line, the last pass rusher that they have. And obviously they're not looking to necessarily compete or contend for anything this year. But, I mean, really, what's a fourth-round pick going to get you? Something, I guess. <laughs> yes, I guess. Um, but I, I think it's a great move from the Eagles' side. And then, uh, let's see. So, yeah, those are all the trades, I think, that have already come to pass. Other ones that have been rumored for a few weeks now is the Rams wanting to get rid of Cam Akers. You're never in a strong bargaining position when when you're the one saying, like, we're trying to get rid of this guy. Please, someone. <laughs> does anyone want to offer well, Anybody him? take this guy? Anybody? Yeah. Uh, but he's clearly not in their, their plans, which is, I mean, kind of sad given he was – a high draft pick of theirs just a couple of years ago had the, it was an Achilles injury, right? And yeah, he's he just, was your Achilles. Draft pick. <laughs> right. I drafted him in, in redraft, mind you, not even dynasty where it was, would have made more sense, but in a redraft league, I took him in like the fifth round in his rookie season. Obviously didn't do anything. So proud of you. Thanks. Thanks for bringing that up again. Feel really good about it. I enjoy this moment very much. Uh, but now even the Rams are like, yeah, we're done with this guy. <laughs> so we'll see if there are any any takers. Um, but I think what obviously as Packer fans, what we're going to be watching the most closely over the next week or so is whether the Packers make any moves at wide receiver. Probably not. Probably not. It's not usually the kind of thing they do. But uh, they clearly need help and. I've I heard that they already reached out at least in preliminary talks to Houston to see if Brandon Cooks could be available. Obviously a veteran, really uh, solid. Yeah, so let's keep signing players that are like halfway through their career because that's what we do. <laughs> We're not New England. This doesn't work here. Uh, Cook still has some juice. I don't know. That would be a lot better than AJ Green, which was the other rumor I heard. It's got to be oh, like dear 40, God, I forty-five years old. Memorabilia that I own. <laughs> I really, I do not think they would do that. Um, but I'd be okay with Cooks, and I also heard Chase Claypool, who at least in his case is a very young receiver with a lot of upside. So we'll see if the Packers make a move. Personally, I think their issues go much deeper than than that. This yeah, year. <laughs> it's not just like I think even if you put Devontae Adams back on this team, I I think they got problems. But um, it'll be something fun to watch and exciting. It will be exciting if it happens, even if, you know, we don't necessarily think it'll be that impactful. Uh, and that's all I got in the news and notes section. Let's do let's talk about just quickly a couple of the biggest upsets from week seven. Oh, and hey, look, top of the list is the Packers. <laughs> and, and not in a good way. Ah. They were, of course, favored going to our nation's capital, taking on the commanders. But uh, their offense just continues to be terrible. They they put up 21 points as a team in this game. Uh, seven of those were scored by the defense. So the offense put up 14 points in the 21 to 23 loss. Rodgers less held under 200 pass yards for the game. Their superstar in quote running back combination of Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon combined for 12 carries and 38 yards which just right there on the in a game that was close the whole time how do they only have 12 rushing attempts to me that screams play calling yes of course it's not helped by what I'm the stat I'm going to read next is that they were 0 for 6 on third down and 0 for 1 on fourth down they did First not time convert. in Rogers career isn't that, that's wild. They did not convert once on third down. So, you know, a lot of drives that just went nowhere. And then, so that was disappointing as we're getting accustomed to this season on the offensive side. But then on defense, they just couldn't. I mean, of course, they scored a touchdown. That's awesome. They played pretty well throughout the game. 
But when they really needed it at the end, they just couldn't get a stop. And one thing I noticed was Jerry Alexander, uh, the Packers' top corner, getting beaten by Terry McLaurin just over and over again. I mean, he is called Scary Terry, so maybe he just pulled like a Darth Sidious and just ran at him screaming at the top of his voice. <laughs> and Alexander just was frozen with fear for a split second. Yeah, you know, could be. Could be. But it was just so surprising and frustrating to see. So the the Packers fall to three and four. They've lost three games in a row. That's a great it, record. Hard to have much hope with their next opponent being Buffalo on the road, who are also coming off the bye week as if they needed. Oh, it's totally fine. They're not going to get steamrolled. It's not like Buffalo has been putting up five million points a game. Right. And I feel like, you know, we've talked before about how spoiled that we've been in our lifetime of watching the Packers. I can only remember one or two seasons where they fell below 500. Uh, one of those, of course, being the famous R-E-L-A-X season where Rodgers had that relaxed press conference and everything did turn out okay that year. I'm not so sure anything like that is going to happen this time around. It would be like a miracle in Town if they managed to like completely right this ship. Yeah. Um, yeah, another team that had high hopes for the season with a aging superstar quarterback, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went into Carolina, a team that was one in five starting their like fourth string quarterback, just traded away their best player. We talked about McCaffrey. The Panthers were 13 and a half point underdogs at home. And somehow they turned in their best performance of the season, beat the Buccaneers 21 to three. I can't believe I'm reading that stat. I don't know. I don't know which of these is more mind blowing. Actually, I think this one is. (laughs) (laughs) This one takes the cake because it's not like the Bucs just lost. They got slaughtered. Right. And I don't know, this is another one where I don't know who I'm more surprised and disappointed in the offense or the defense, because this has been the best run defense in the league the last couple of years. But, and then we just talked about the Panthers didn't have McCaffrey, the best running back in the game, arguably, but the combination of Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard rushed for 181 yards and a touchdown against this run defense. And PJ Walker, their quarterback, who I mentioned, is like their fourth string guy. And, you know, former, what, XFL or AFL? I forget Something what other like that. spring league he came from. He, he played well, mistake-free. And, uh, oh, yeah, I threw this in there. So firing their coach the other week didn't get them a win, but trading away their best player did. So go figure. Yeah, right. Well, if that didn't work, we got to try something else. Yeah, right. Just keep getting rid of people until we win a game. Um, and the Buccaneers, I mean, on the third play of the game, Mike Evans just straight up dropped what would have been a for sure touchdown pass. So that kind of set the tone. Uh, they didn't turn the ball over either, but similar to, I guess, the Packers, they struggled converting. They were two for 12 on third down, uh, one for three on fourth down. So drives just fizzling out. And the Bucks have actually the same record as the Packers, three and four. And uh, although unlike the Packers, that's still good enough for first place in their division for the moment. Although the two and five Panthers now are just a game back from first place there, which is so weird. Weren't just like a week ago they were the bottom of their division. Uh huh. Hmm. Well, I think Boy, they're still the tied. Have tabled. I think they're still tied for the bottom, but they're also just a game away from the top. So weird. I would, yeah. It's been 20 years since Tom Brady has been below 500 record at this point of the season. That's unfathomable. (laughs) Crazy stuff. And I know we've already spent way too much time on those first two games. So we'll just go through these quicker. Now the Seahawks destroy the Chargers 37-23. Geno Smith keeps looking incredible. Kenneth Walker, their rookie running back, is, is just He's just a monster. He's a man among boys out there on the field. He had 168 yards, two touchdowns, averaging over seven yards a carry in this game. Jeez. And the Seahawks at four and three are in first place in the NFC West. 
The Geno Smith led Seahawks. I want that on the record. Yeah, and he looks good. Like it's not just he's not even just like game managing his way through it. He was dropping dimes in this game. There was a comment on somebody else's podcast that was making like a basically a dig at Russell, right? Mm-hmm. He's like Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks are supposed to be difficult replace. And he goes through the list like Eli Manning left the Giants. The Giants have not been good. They've struggled. Um, uh, New Orleans lost uh, Drew Brees. They right. struggled at quarterback. And he's like, then you have the Seahawks, who took what everyone thought was a caliber quarterback, and they're, they've gotten better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just want to pause, though, and back up to something you said there. Did you say you listened to another podcast? Uh, I can't, it's, it's, it is a podcast, but they're like clips from like, <laughs> like you see on Instagram. Well, I was just going to say, cause you, you've said before that you don't even listen to this podcast, but <laughs> I was going to say you listen to other podcasts. No, I've tried. And then I listen to usually one episode and I go, I don't know why I do this. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and yeah, on the other side of this game, the chargers, another team that's been disappointing they're they're four and three but it it doesn't they're four and three just like the seahawks but it feels pretty different they've been blown out now by the jack the jaguars and now the seahawks and uh they've also got some injury issues now the chargers they lost uh jc jackson who they spent all that money on uh, to anchor their you know the defensive secondary with a dislocated kneecap so he's done for the year and then Mike Williams, arguably their top receiver, at least with Keenan Allen still out. Actually, I think he returned in this game, but Mike Williams suffered a high ankle sprain, and he's about to miss uh, the next four four weeks roughly. Yeah, that would have been terrible if I, you know, we had, you know, lived up to the rule that I dropped him and everyone bit on him, and that <laughs> happened. <laughs> You're still free to drop him. Someone will still probably pick him up. Might be me. I was just excited for the bid war that would have started. <laughs> I know I I was everyone was about to drop all their fab budget to, to get him probably. <laughs> all right. Sorry guys. <laughs> A couple more upsets. The Bears beat the Patriots on Monday night. Uh this was pretty crazy. But we won't get into it. Pretty big surprise. I think it had been like a calendar year since the Bears scored more than 30 points in a game. And probably. Giants beat the Jaguars, but then I, I think we both picked the Giants. I don't know why the Jaguars were favored in this one. Very close, though. In the end, uh, Kristen Kirk, Jaguars receiver, was tackled just inches short of the goal line on the last play of the game. So That's always heartbreaking, though. Like, you're literally right there. I know. <laughs> and to be the player that comes up just inches short, like, I can't imagine the weight of, like, what could I have done differently? Could I have twisted a little bit more? Right, yeah. Like, I don't know, like, whether you hate or love the team, like, to be that guy. Yeah. It's like a kicker that misses, like, that one, like, the the game-winning kick, and it's just like, oh, right, it's crap. Like, and maybe he made three other kicks that game, and it's like, you did a lot of things right, just couldn't quite, when it really mattered, <laughs> get it over the line. Uh, just going to blow through our playoff sleepers. The Saints lost to the Cardinals on Thursday. Uh, it was a very entertaining game, unlike a lot of our Thursday night games uh, so far this year. 34-42 to 42 was the final. Uh, Andy Dalton got the start again, despite a healthy Jameis Winston. So it looks like he's officially been replaced as the starter. Although um, Dalton did throw three interceptions in this game, two in a row on back-to-back plays were returned for touchdowns. That was embarrassing. One of them was not his fault, but still. One of them bounced, went through the hands, and then off the face mask of Marquez Callaway. So before it went into the waiting arms of a defender. So can't put that one on Dalton. But um, still, it was very unfortunate. And that that happened right before halftime, too. Back-to-back plays pick six gifting 14 points to the and then the Cardinals got the ball yeah and to start the third quarter so like just not not good not good right Right. and I've of course had to make the joke that he's looking more like Jameis by the minute he's been getting tips from him on the sideline 
I'm very happy you went there because if you didn't, I was going to. Yeah, I know. I just had to do it so it wouldn't hurt so much. You know, they have another quarterback <laughs> on that roster they could start too. <laughs> they do, and he has had pass attempts in each of the last few games, but he has not started a game. So our our bet from the season preseason remains intact for now in, in my favor. Um, seems like Dennis Allen is is moments away from. I mean, he's he's a he's a wild man the way he's playing with these quarterbacks. Uh, either way, though, the Saints fall to two and five. Um, not looking great, but they're in that same division with Carolina and Tampa Bay, where they're just a game out of first place. <laughs> and weirdly for the Saints overall, it's been the defense that has been terrible. Like the offense is putting up points, which is the thing we were kind of more curious about and how that would go. But they've been putting up plenty of points. It's just the defense that hasn't held up their end. Offense can get you in the game, but the defense has to keep you in it. And that's the key to any team. Yeah. Uh, and then the Dolphins, though, they did get a win on Sunday night. They beat the Steelers in their first game with Tua back from his concussion. And uh, he is 4-0 and in games he started and finished. So, uh, But the team, though, they lost the three games while he was gone. So the, the team is 4-3. and But I have way more hope for them than New Orleans at this point. And then, uh, yeah, you want to talk about your sleepers really quick? Not really. I mean, the Lions got shafted by the Cowboys. Uh, Dak was back on the attack. What an eloquent way to put What? I don't know why that caught me off so off guard. <laughs> accurate, accurate, though. You're welcome. Um, the Lions offense is hurting. There's no DeAndre Swift still as a fantasy owner. Very frustrated. Uh, I'm on Ron St. Brown, left with a concussion. So they're banged up offensively. But the the story of the game was the Dallas defense. Um, Goff hit the turf five times, forcing five turnovers. I mean, and then the Jamal Williams fumble on the goal line just completely sealed the game. This Yeah, I mean, this was a close game before that. They, if they had scored there, I, I think they would have taken the lead. But instead, he coughs up the ball. Cowboys get um, it back and kind of take over from there. And it's it's really starting to feel like the the Danimal Campbell vibe is starting to fade in Detroit. Um, they've never run a won a road game, and they're one in five. It's not a it's not a pretty pretty sight right now in Detroit. And I think this team is better on paper than what it says, but it seems that the offensive line is starting to show a lot of problems, especially against this Dallas defense. Hopefully, they can turn it around. Uh, the Raiders, however, have done exactly what they've needed to do for the past six weeks. And I don't know if they listened to me finally, but <laughs> I mean, Josh Jacobs is the Raiders offense. You can talk all you want about Devontae Adams, but the ball goes through Jacobs. And this again shows it 130, 150 all purpose yards and three touchdowns Yeah, to, to hand the Texans, uh, you know, an 18 point loss at, you know, 38 to 20. Puts the Raiders at two and four, but clearly we see that the the offense runs through Josh Jacobs, and they need to keep it going. They keep it going, they're going to win games. Yeah, it's looked good lately, putting the ball in his hands more. A couple other games to highlight. Uh, we already talked about the Chiefs beating the Niners. Uh, the Titans beat the Colts. 19 to 10 in what looks like it will have been Matt Ryan's final game uh, starting for Indy. He has, well, he got hurt in this game, I guess. He had a shoulder strain, but uh, Frank Reich has said that he was getting benched either way, and the Sam Ellinger era is about to begin. And so pour one out for your favorite quarterback, Matt Ryan. It looks like this is it for him. Hey, I don't know if it's all on him, but things were starting to turn around there. But I don't know. I think there's some play calling issues, too. I don't feel like Jonathan Taylor's running very well. I can't put this all on that, Ryan. Oh, no, not at all. I just but, remember him being your favorite back from the Atlanta days. Yeah, I had his jersey the year they went to the Super Bowl and lost. But, hey, it's been a good run. <laughs> But I don't know if we've seen the last of him, but we'll see. <clears throat> yep, we will indeed. Uh, he seems to be embracing his 
role. Like, you know, he's complete, um, really yeah, classy, classy guy. He's he's not uh, backing down from it. He had a nice some nice quotes about how whatever he wants to help the team, whatever his role is, whether that's being a mentor for Ellinger or playing on the field. So uh, you got to respect that. Um, things I don't respect include the Broncos as an organization. Uh, they lost to the Jets 16-9 to in a game where Russell Wilson was held out by head coach Nathaniel Hackett with that hamstring injury. Um, he apparently wanted to go, but his coach potentially saved him from himself. Uh, so Brett Rippon got the start, and it went about as you'd expect. The team put up nine points, which was only slightly worse, it should be said, than what they'd been doing <laughs> under <laughs> Russell Wilson. Isn't that embarrassing? It's horrible. And I do want it on the record that I'd picked the Jets to win this game even before the Russell Wilson injury news was announced. Uh-huh. I have no uh, receipts to prove that, but so you'll just have to take my word for it. <laughs> and we'll take... Got you covered. I'm going to play that clip of you saying, from the intro, saying, uh, you're lying and I want that on record that you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that's about it for week seven. Let's take a quick break and come back for the week eight preview. And we're back. Um, um, sorry. Focus. Week eight preview presented by Mike's Watchability Index. We have two that's teams. That's about the closest I've come to smacking you over the phone as I can get. Two teams on a bye this week, the Chiefs and the Chargers. Oh, my gosh. I swear to God, if it chimes one more time and there's not food waiting on my counter for me, I'm going to not be happy. <laughs> Is that what that chime usually means? I know. Dinner's ready. I was going to say, what is that? Um, is that like a higher paid tier of like Grubhub where they come into your home and <laughs> place it on your table for you? <laughs> they cook it. <laughs> oh, nice. Make okay. the food. <laughs> they come to your okay got it i'll have to look into that um all right week eight preview and who would have thought the top game of the week would be giants at seahawks but the giants are six and one they're looking they're playing some uh not the flashiest of football but they're it's effective they have Obviously. a culture change that's happened in there and you can see that with brian Dable. So. Yeah, Dable, that coach of the year. Organizations turned a corner. Coach of the year for Dable? I I would vote at this point. So. Yeah. Or I mean, you can make an argument for Pete Carroll too, moving on from the face of the franchise, and so I think this would be a really really fascinating game. Um, Giants are playing really solid defense. They're running the ball well. Daniel Jones is not making mistakes, uh, at, at least at the same rate as he was in previous years. And reality, that's all you can really ask for from him, right? Like, I, not to make oh, yeah. fun of him, but, like, just don't do what you've been doing. Mistakes are going to happen, but not three or four in a game. Right, yeah, and that's what he would that's what he would have. I, I think I had it in the – I think we talked about this last time, is he has a total of two interceptions and two fumbles on the season so far, when he would usually do that in a single game in previous years. Uh, so notable improvement there. And that's even despite the fact that they have an incredibly beat-up uh, wide receiver core right now. But it's going through the comeback player of the year. Oh, Saquon. Yeah, exactly. Who you picked preseason, right? That was a great looking good so far. Um, and then on the Seahawks side, they've just been explosive on offense. Who could have saw that coming with the defense that has – is maybe taking steps in the right direction. They shut down the Cardinals a couple weeks ago. They limited Justin Herbert and the Chargers to just 23 points last week. I'm really interested in this game. The game initially on paper at the beginning of the year did not have anybody circling their calendars. Now everybody's going to be paying attention. Yep. And I'm pulling up my picks because I don't even remember who I picked to win this one. What do you think? I'm trying to pull it up, and I can't get the app to open. So <clears> I'm <throat> going to completely crapshoot this because I prepare very well for these episodes. <laughs> I'm actually taking the Seahawks. I am sticking with the Giants. I think I've picked the Giants in every game this year. 
and I've made fun of you for doing so, but I will stop that now, I guess. <laughs> I for think that. it's going to be I think it's going to be a hell of a game, but I agree. I mean, I can't deny what the Giants are doing and they they're they're just a surprising team. The Seahawks, yeah. you know, Geno Smith filled in last year, so we kind of got a taste, a sample size, if you will, of his capability, but now he's in the full-time starter. The Giants are using a quarterback that was like, they didn't sign a fifth-year option. It's possible they may franchise tag him at this point just because the season's gone so well. Yeah, or at least it's, like I would have said before the year, he was destined to be a career backup clipboard holder type. Um, but even if it's not with the Giants, it, at least he might have a viable future. He's going to be the – okay, wait. Listen to this. He's oh, jeez. I don't like where this is starting. I really don't like where this is going. He's going to be the Panthers quarterback next year. I mean, everyone else has. I'm surprised we have got phone calls. <laughs> yeah, right. We're next on the list. Um, and next on my list in terms of watchable games this week is 49ers at Rams. The Niners three and four, Rams are three and three. Uh, the Rams are coming out of their bye week, so they've had an extra couple of days to think about things, take a look in the mirror, try to fix some of the many issues that they have, conjure up an offensive line somehow. I like this game, but I feel like uh, one, two, the third game below this one should be up where this is at. <laughs> All right, we'll get there. We'll see. I can't count that far, so I don't know what you're talking about yet. Cardinals and Vikings. Oh, okay. Yes. That is a f- one I'm excited about, too. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, and then the, Ran- uh, or the 49ers, it'll be their first game of McCaffrey on a full week of, you know, learning the playbook, being part of practice and, and the game plan and everything. Uh, and also, isn't there some stat like Jimmy G has had the Rams number, like five out of the last six games or something? Probably. I mean, I know that's true for Green Bay. <laughs> Well, at least Green Bay will be nowhere near the playoffs this year, so won't have to worry about it. Thank God. <laughs> I just don't need that stress in my life. Um, but I'm actually taking the Rams here at home off the bye. Maybe they have figured some things out. I hope so, too, because I agree with you. I'm going to take the Rams on this one. I just don't think the 49ers are fixing their problems. Yeah. And I made my my point of view very abundantly clear. So, yeah, moving on. Yep. Uh, good on you for uh, putting your money where your mouth is. All right, Ravens at Bucks. I've got next the Thursday night game. Uh, today's game, as you're listening to this, the Ravens are 4-3, and three, uh, coming off a win against Cleveland. The Buccaneers are coming off. I feel from- like at the beginning of the year, this would have been a way more exciting matchup. But, like, yeah, I don't know you the know- way the Bucks have played. When I was penciling it in, it was number one, but obviously I had to bump it down. It's probably still too high because, honestly, the Ravens haven't been playing very well either. A battle of mediocre teams. <laughs> I mean, if you really look at the league this year, I think someone else said it. Like The league as a whole is very average. Other than your like, three or four outliers, everyone's right around that 500, like either one above or one below. Yeah. I, I would argue the Chiefs and the Bills are the only, like, dominant like the only very like they're a tier of their own i feel like yeah and then behind them i'd say you've got teams like the vikings and the Bengals. yeah cowboys the cowboys right yeah agreed oh i forgot about the eagles they yeah they probably belong in it anyway um what are we talking about ravens at bucks jesus christ (laughs) lamar jackson has been bad Near terrible. <laughs> there was some, there was some stat I saw last week. It was in my notes from last week that we didn't end up using. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you took the time for that. Thank you. I know, right? That's that's always the worst part about missing a show. It's like, man, I spent so much time compiling these 50 pages of notes. <laughs> yeah, they go to waste. Um, but the Ravens have they were three and three coming into last week. They had been up by ten. They had held a double-digit lead in every game of the season and managed to lose three of those games. That's as bad as like the the curse of the Chargers, right? Where they were just <laughs> yeah. missing by like three points every game. Right. So both of these teams have had a lot of issues, despite coming into the season with very high hopes. 
I'm going to take the Ravens. Yeah, okay. Simply because the way the Bucks run defense performed this past week tells me that against a mobile quarterback like Lamar, and I believe J.K. Dobbins is going to be back. No, Dobbins is out, but Gus Edwards came back Gus last Edwards, week. Gus Edwards, that's it. I'm and sorry. honestly, yeah, he looked better than Dobbins did. He was very effective. So, I, yeah, I think your point is good. <laughs> I have no real logic behind it, but I'm taking Tampa Bay. Uh, you're just on the Tom Brady, like, suck-up wagon. That's fine. I hate Tom Brady. I really do. But <laughs> no one would enjoy his demise more. Well, that's probably not true, but... Uh... <laughs> I I can think of 31 other teams that may uh, enjoy Let's his say demise. I would be part of the crowd enjoying his demise if it's really happening, but I'm still skeptical. We've been saying it for too many years. He doesn't have Giselle's support anymore, so <laughs> sorry. Should have stayed retired. Might have saved his family. <laughs> oh my god, we are we are we are really we're a bunch of assholes, aren't we? Bengals at Browns is next for me. A very spooky matchup for Halloween when this oh game is played. God, really? <laughs> the Bengals uh, have a fitting color scheme, at least, with the orange and the black. They should have had them play the Ravens on Halloween. Then you got, like, all the Halloween colors. You got brown. It's fine. <laughs> is brown a Halloween color? <laughs> I guess if you go to a haunted house and get the shit scared out of you. <laughs> I was going to say that's the color of most candy, but you know what? You can go that route, Mike. Okay. No. no, I like yours better. Let's let's go with that. <laughs> uh, but these are two teams that are kind of going in opposite directions. You, you mentioned the Bengals in like the second tier of teams right now. They've definitely turned it around after a slow start to the season. Um, Burrow and the offense are really coming into form. Oh, it's phenomenal. I am basking in it. <laughs> Me too. Me too with Chase. I appreciate it. Um, and meanwhile, the Browns have lost four in a row. They're just trying to tread water until Deshaun Watson is unsuspended, but it's not looking good right now. Especially the Browns on defense have been uh, suffering. Despite the fact that Nick Chubb is a monster, uh, it's, it hasn't been enough. So I'm taking the Bengals. Uh, yeah, you can't go wrong here. It's Bengals all the way. Here's the game. <laughs> what? The Bengals all the way. Never mind. It's Is that a reference to something? No, it's uh, Cardinals and Vikings. <laughs> okay, the game that you uh, brought up a couple picks ago. I agree. It could you could argue it could be higher. Cardinals three and four. The five and one division leading Vikings are coming off their bye. Uh, they've looked good so far, and the Cardinals looked a lot better with DeAndre Hopkins back in the lineup. He came in and was immediately the focal point of Kyler Murray in the offense once again. I like consistency when it comes to these matchups. So I'm going to take the Vikings. I have the Vikings as well. I'm going to have to see the Cardinals prove it a few times, especially with the issues they're still showing on defense. Packers at Bills. This is another game that you would have put much higher preseason, but the way the Packers are playing right now, it's hard like to get bottom excited. of the list. <laughs> it's hard to get excited about this. Obviously, the league, the NFL, was thinking along the same lines since this is a primetime game. So everyone's yeah, they've really game. missed the mark on primetime games this year. I just want to point that out. <laughs> Remember last year when every single one was incredible to start the season? Yeah, this is like the opposite of that. We're getting um. It's we all gave it to him too good last year. We need to <laughs> yeah. dial it back a bit right here. Right. Um, Packers are three and four. Like we just said, they've lost three games in a row. I think the Bills are coming out of the bye week, so they've had an extra week to prepare for whatever the hell the Packers are even attempting to do on offense. <laughs> I just want to be in the locker room. All right, guys, we're playing Josh Allen's Bills. Why is everyone leaving? Where's everyone going? <laughs> it's just a weird feeling as a fan, like going into a game fully expecting a loss. Like, I believe they have zero shot at winning this. So, of course, watch them somehow pull off the upset. <laughs> I mean, that would be great for us as fans, but, like, yeah, I don't think it's very realistic. Right. I, I see no pathway to that happening. Um, and, and Vegas is thinking along those lines as well, as the Bills are favored by 10.5 points. 
And it's the first time in his career that Aaron Rodgers has been a 10-point underdog. We'll see how he handles that adversity. Crying. Yep. Uh, Next up, I've got Raiders at Saints, which is the first time we have our playoff sleepers going head-to-head. Both of them with inspiring records of 2-4 and 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 2-5, respectively. I want to go ahead and do a karaoke bet on this game. Ooh. Yeah, let's do it. All right. You got it. Done. For the Saints, uh, Andy Dalton is starting again despite a healthy Jameis and despite Dalton's three interceptions last week. And he may continue to be without Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Marshawn Lattimore, all those players. Very important to the Saints. They've all missed the last several weeks. Big question, I think, in terms of the Raiders is just can Josh Jacobs be stopped? No. I say no. I agree. Well, okay. No from the opponent's side. Yes, if the Raiders for some reason ever decide to change (laughs) their game plan. That's a really good point, actually. (laughs) Because we've seen teams do this before where we just do not understand what changes the play calling. And then we all get very upset. Right. The footnote of this is, is can uh, Josh McDaniels be trusted? (laughs) And I'm not sure, but... If they continue with the game plan of featuring Jacobs, the Saints defense uh, has been very bad, like we mentioned earlier. I have to pick the Saints just because they're my sleeper playoff sleeper. Which means I have to take the Raiders. Yep. Should be a fun one. Could be a could be a high scoring game. We got two bad defenses here. And after Dalton's three picks, he did throw for luck. Like 400 yards and three touchdowns as well. So he can do it. And Chris Olave is the real deal. They're rookie wide receiver. So I, I am excited to watch this. Uh, not as excited about this next one. Bears at three and four now are taking on traveling to Dallas. Take on the five and two Cowboys. Dak is back, but Ezekiel Elliott is likely out with a knee injury. <clears throat> RIP my fantasy team because he's actually been pretty good the last few weeks. Um. I mean, silver lining, though, at least they're giving him the time off now instead of like last year, pretending he's healthy and and having him play at like 50 percent, you know, health and just be terrible. So I guess that's the good part of it. In terms of the game, though. Bears had coming off that impressive win against the Patriots, which was also on the road against what you thought was a pretty good defense in the Patriots. I'm I mean, take, this. I feel like this game can go either way. Yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys, but you got to feel a little bit better about the Bears after what they did last week. And, you know, it's the Cowboys, I feel like, have been good, but, I don't know, inconsistent. Yeah, you know, I, I actually. Feel like, the record looks great. Mm-hmm. When you watch the games and feel the pacing of the games, like, there's still something off. But given the Cowboys' defensive performance against Detroit, yeah, I'm going to take the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, it should be mentioned that the Lions defense, who has been just terrible against everybody, they actually did limit the Cowboys pretty well until their their offense screwed them over with all the turnovers. But uh, the Cowboys offense didn't look the way you might expect it to with Dak back and all the receivers healthy and everything last week. So something to keep an eye on. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys, though. Patriots are three and four after that loss. They're taking on the five and two Jets in New York. Um, Jets. Uh, <clears throat> what Jets? I mean, another fallout from that Bears Patriots game was that it was Mac Jones' first game back from that ankle injury, and he was benched after the first quarter for Bailey Zapp or Zappy, who proceeded to turn the ball over three times, and they lost the game in a landslide. Apparently, Mac Jones is back, but obviously he's on a short leash, and you've got to think there's some kind of controversy brewing there. Or, I don't know. That, that must be weird in the locker room. where Because Jones was a first-round draft pick last year. Comes, you know, comes into his second year, gets hurt. You presume he's the starter when healthy. He does start when healthy, but then he gets yanked out of the game after only th- attempting six passes. It was super weird, uh, but I guess he's coming back for this game. Yeah, I don't know. I think the Jets take it. They've been more consistent. 
They have, but uh, Brees Hall was doing a lot of work for their offense. Like, yeah, yeah, they picked Wilson. up Robinson, so I'm not overly worried about this. The game may start rough, but I think that Robert, Robert Saul is going to pull together a pretty good game plan and incorporate Robinson on the ground game. I mean, I don't want to trash talk running backs, but I feel like if you're going to like drop a person in to play, that's probably the easiest one. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's true. That's why McCaffrey was able to play on just three days with the with the 49ers. Before. You see a gap, you run through the gap. That's right. kind Take of the ball whole point. And run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's true. But um, I'm taking the Patriots. Spellacek after a loss. I'm sure there's some stat about that. And uh, I don't just like the Giants. I'm, I don't trust New York teams yet who have been bad. In all of recent memories, I'm going to continue to burn you on these. Then <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. One more week, and then I'll get on board. Uh, Dolphins at Lions. Um, Lions. I was going to say should be getting back DeAndre Swift, but we thought that last week too. So we'll have to oh see. God, Saint. it's killing me inside. <laughs> He's so good. It really hurts them to not have him, and it hurts you, your fantasy team. Uh, good news is Amon Ross St. Brown has already cleared concussion protocols and is back at practice, so he should be there for them. Um, this, this could be an interesting game. I'm taking the Dolphins, though. I got the Dolphins. I'm sorry, Detroit. <laughs> oh, wait, this is also a battle of sleeper teams, but we don't have to. No, no bet on this one. <laughs> Steelers, 2-5 and five at Eagles. Eagles. Undefeated team, 6-0, and coming out of the bye, just acquired Robert Quinn. Yeah, I'm taking the Eagles. Broncos we have a treat for you, London. <laughs> Once again, only sending our best across the pond. Uh, it's fitting that this is a Jaguars, counts as a Jaguars home game, because I think they're the team that has made the most London appearances. It's basically their second home anyway. Do I have to pick a team for this one? It looks like Russell Wilson's going to play, whether you think that's good or bad for the team. <laughs> I'm taking the Jaguars. I don't want anything to do with this. <laughs> I have absolutely zero faith in anything Denver is doing right now. I'll pick one of their soccer teams to win. Yeah, their their owner also owns. Yeah, the I think it's Fulham in the Premier League. Yeah, so I'm gonna pick them to win. Jags. No. Let me tell you. Oh, the Broncos. Oh, full. Oh. Yes. Okay. They, it's very possible that they'll score more goals on the weekend than uh, the Broncos score points. Oh, God, let me tell you, before, Jaguars. There wait, we go wait. Before you before you make your pick, let me tell you one more God. piece of piece of oh. info. Would it change? <laughs> Wait, stop making that that death rattle noise and listen. (laughs) Would it change your mind to know that Russell Wilson spent four hours exercising on the flight? (laughs) Doing what? Knee kicks and stretches. (laughs) Why is he so freaking weird now? (laughs) No, still taking the Jaguars, okay. You know what? Fine, I'll take the Broncos. <laughs> I knew that would do it for you. <laughs> okay, Commanders at Colts. Uh, Commanders three and four. Colts at three, three and one. Uh, no Carson Wentz, so he misses out on this. What would be a revenge game? That nerd. <clears throat> and then, uh, so it's um, what's that guy's name? Henneke again. And I don't know if it's just the opponents they've played lately, the Bears and the Packers. But or, or maybe Washington's defense is actually coming back into form. They've looked um, good lately, although, like I said, those two teams aren't much of a test. And the Colts might not be either, because, uh, like you said, the offensive line is not great. Jonathan Taylor hasn't been effective lately, and Sam Ellinger is, I believe, making his first NFL start. Oh, that's 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 fine. Taking the Commanders. Yeah, I have to go with the Commanders on this one. Feels weird, but yeah, that's where we are. Uh, Panthers at Falcons. It looks like PJ Walker is going to continue to be the starting quarterback for Carolina. 
regardless of the health of uh, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. At least That's embarrassing now. when you've got it, it you is. Know, it is. a first round, two first round picks, and you're like, I'm going to take this guy. Right, and two guys that they traded to acquire in the last two years. And P.J. Walker was there the whole time. Yeah, it is. It's an embarrassment for this team. I'm taking... Oh, mm, that can't be right. I have Carolina in my pick right now. Trying to remember, I'm taking Atlanta. Trying to remember what I was thinking, if anything. Yeah, I'm taking Atlanta, too. Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry for the flip-flop. Okay, Titans 4-2 and two at the 1-4-1. One and four and one. Texans taking Titans. Uh, Titans all the way. All right, and that concludes the Week 8 preview. Let's take a quick break and then come back for the Fantasy Corner. Now, let's take a trip down to the Fantasy Corner. And we're back to football here. Mike and Matt entering the Fantasy Corner, where we are both coming off uh, impressive dare I say, impressive games in uh, fantasy performances. Matt, you got your third win in a row, improving to four and three with an emphatic 70-point win over Sorio. <laughs> Sorry. Congratulations to you, uh, Burrow, right? Burrow was had a massive game. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Please hold. Your call is very important to us. Oh, yeah, Eckler, too. Man, 40 points from Burrow, 30 from Eckler, 27 from Boyd. Paris Campbell, I got to ask you about that. Why would you start Paris Campbell? And then he goes and scores 18 points, 70 yards and a touchdown. That's nice. Um, Because I didn't have any other wide receivers at the time. Robinson and Matt <laughs> was on bye week. Um, yeah, I didn't have any other wide receivers at that time. <laughs> Nice. Well, that. But uh, I also have a knack, though, and you know this. That's true. The late, the, like the Sunday morning acquisitions, right? Like I have this weird, like I'm gonna grab this one, and it's like, why? I'm like, I don't know, and then they wind up working. <laughs> and I've just learned to never question it, other than I'm gonna run out of luck one of these days, and I'm gonna be very <laughs> upset. However, I do have good news for this week. It looks like. Swift is not carrying in his injury designation. Oh, look at that. Um, Swift ankle shoulder was full practice participant Wednesday. Well, that is good news for the Lions and for you. I am very happy right now. However, my team is just a complete cluster jack right now. Um, <clears throat> Do you have bye weeks going on or what's up this week? Uh, yes, uh, the Chargers are on bye, which means I lose Austin Eckler. Ooh. Oh, and you're going up against Josh Jacobs? Um, Tevin Coleman was just made a free agent, so I got to drop him. So now I have two spots on my bench. Mm. What are the odds Paris Campbell goes off a second time? Josh Reynolds carries a questionable designation. I mean, I'm hoping Burrow and Boyd team up again. Uh, Oh, and that's, yeah, that's a Monday night game. I always love having players on Monday night because there's always a chance. <laughs> well, my defense options, I have the Bucks and the Vikings, and I don't know how I feel about this. Mm. I think I'm going to take the Vikings over the Bucks, given the way their run defense played. Um, to tell you how not good it is right now, I am slated to win but it's projected 94 points for me and 66.9 points. <laughs> um, like your opponent has some buys to deal with as well. Correct. So I highly doubt that's where that ends. Um, but the fact that I'm not even projected 100 points is a little scary. Yeah, yeah I have issues in my wide receiving core is really where what this is. I need to find players for my bench. I don't know how to run a fantasy team. This is embarrassing. Hey, you've won three in a row, so that's there's something to be said. I'll that. just wait till Sunday morning. That's I, don't, I mean that seems like it's the play. That if that's what works for you, just go with that. Uh then then let's see. In terms of my week seven, I beat Kevin. 
our defending champ, 143 to 120, thanks to Ezekiel Elliott, 17, who I won't have this week, obviously. Ramondre Stevenson for lighting up the Bears in that loss for 20 points. Jamar Chase, thanks to your Joe Burrow, put up 30. You're welcome. And then and then the Dallas defense had 19 points against the Lions with those five turnovers and five sacks. Sorry, I went quiet. I'm thinking as I'm contemplating and looking. Oh, that's okay. Um, the issue is I have problems at freaking running back. I picked up Kenyon Drake. Right before Gus Edwards took back that job, apparently. Yeah, so that's not looking smart. Uh, you know what? Screw it. I guess I'm going to have to put Alexander Madison in. Hey, it worked out against me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll get the lone touchdown pass to him. Right, and then they'll just bench him for the rest of the game. So weird. I don't understand that one. That, that makes no sense. Well, it's like I have Cordell Patterson sitting on IR, too, so it just it's staring at me. Mm-hmm. And it's so aggravating. Oh, I got a lineup question for you for my team. Oh. So I have Russell Wilson. Oh, I, I don't like where this is starting. I, I picked up... Ellinger for the Colts. <laughs> Who would you start? <laughs> Ellinger is projected 14.1. Uh-huh. Russ is projected 15. So basically the same projection. <laughs> I feel like I'd have more confidence in Ellinger because he's a rookie quarterback and you really don't have much to go off of versus we know what Russ can put on that. I think Ellinger might be the more... Uh, mobile of the two at this stage in their respective careers. Yeah, because we made a joke about this before watching Russell Wilson run it. He doesn't even look like he's fast anymore. It looks like he cannot run. It, it looks very difficult for him to move out of the pocket. And the one time he did, he pulled his hamstring. So what does that tell you? He's fat. <laughs> that's why you're exercising on a plane. <laughs> hey, that's dedication that I certainly would not have. Uh, so it looks like Patterson may be eligible to return to practice next week if all goes well. Um, he posted a video ni- October 19th on his personal Twitter featuring himself running at what looked like appeared to be close to full speed. Was he on an airplane? <laughs> uh, no, nobody is Russell Wilson cool. <laughs> yeah, then it doesn't count. Sorry. How do you feel about Chase Edmonds? Not great. He lost it. He was on my team to start the year. I dropped him because Mostert is getting all the carries. But also, Mostert always gets hurt, so it feels like it's only a matter of time. <laughs> it's our good matchup in theory. Let's see, the last three weeks, Edmonds has scored 1.7, 4.1, and 0.1. Yeah, he's just a stud. <laughs> There's no good running backs out there either. It's it's really a wasteland, the waiver wire. <laughs> what about DJ Dallas? He's got a cool name. I like how the first comment is rarely on the field. Like, that's the start. <laughs> <laughs> like all right, yes, please. <laughs> uh, 20 bucks. <laughs> 20 bucks feels good. <laughs> Oh, this is great. The backup, Dontrell Hillard for the Titans, the first line, playing 17 snaps to Derrick Henry's 44 last week. I'm like, oh, well, there we go. <laughs> Which is another way of saying not on the field very much. <laughs> uh, he carried the ball once for four yards in the win over the Colts. There we go. Not bad. I think I'm going to stick with what I have, as terrible <laughs> as it may be, and I'm just going to roll with what I got. I feel like I have the best that's out there. And I don't know how I feel about that. Yep. So I get, I get Swift back. Why will it not let me put Alexander Madison into my running back spot? It's currently open. I don't want it to be open. Why is this happening to me? All right, we'll, we'll deal with that problem later. This is great podcasting, I was just going to say. <laughs> Listen to me struggle clicking yeah. buttons. <laughs> All right. That seems like a good place to end the show then. I was just about to talk how I picked up Sammy Watkins, and now he looks apparently has a hamstring injury. 
Oh, the Packers are such a mess. I mean, he was it was his first game back, right? From some kind of injury. I forget if it was the hamstring or something else. And I do not like the fact that Mike Williams has an O next to his designation. Well, he's out for the next month. I hate life. <laughs> well, good luck out there on the gridiron, Matt. I hope you burn. <laughs> and I appreciate you uh, making the time so we could do this. And I'm sure the listeners. Hey, look at that. I'm in third place in the division. Sorry. I'm sure the listeners appreciate it too. Every week. Are we in the division? Except for last week. Are we in the same division? We are. We are in the same division, my friend. Oh, man. I have a 43% of making the playoffs. Suck it, noobs. And Surio, who's behind you in the rankings, somehow has a 74% chance. <laughs> well, because it's it's the actual points <laughs> scored. Now you've scored more. What's PF and PA? Points for. Points against. Gotcha. I can figure that out. I'm intelligent. I mean, we've established before that the ESPN app is dumb. So if it says you have a greater than 50% chance to not make it, I think you're probably pretty safe, actually. <laughs> it's when it says you're in that you got to worry. Like, our, our division leader, Jeremy, has a 91% chance. Nah, he's done. <laughs> he's screwed. <laughs> he's going to come from behind. Whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I know it's a fantasy corner. Oh, man. I don't know if I can leave that in or not. (laughs) That's also what she said. (laughs) All right. I hope everyone has a great week eight here. Let's get it going and uh, good luck to everybody. (laughs) Bye. I'm going to click the unrecord button. I don't have that option. That's fine. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others who may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans. And remember, we will see you next week on the Gridiron.